Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Yo, good evening people. Welcome back to another episode of the same old Screamers podcast. Uh, Craig cannot be with us tonight. So I'm your host Dan Potts for this evening and I'm joined as always by a regular guest. First of all, we have Simo. Simo, how you doing, bro? Very well, mate. How are you? I'm all right, bro. I'm not too bad, man. We've got a lot to talk about. I asked Simo to provide me with a list tonight, and he's provided me with 490 topics to talk about in one hour. <laughs> so we're going to try and crack on as quick yeah. as we can. Um, but always a pleasure having you on, Simo. Also joining us is Billy. Billy, how you doing, bro? I'm very well, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm good, man. No more technical issues. All sorted. Your microphone's back all, and working. All sorted now, yeah. All sorted. Thank God. Like a true, pro, <laughs> like a true professional. Yeah, the old switch it off and switch it back on again. <laughs> yeah, man. It has to be done, mate. And last but not least, we're joined by Jake as well. How you doing, bro? All good, mate. All good. Thank you very much. Good stuff, boys. We've got loads to talk about. It's coming to an end this season. I switched off back in November, but apparently there is still a few games left. Um, <laughs> we are we are not playing for anything. However, some of the people on the panel have got quite an exciting few weeks left. But we are going to start with a club that, in my opinion, is so well run, it makes me jealous. Their owner is absolutely sensational. Deserved everything that they got at the weekend, in my opinion, in terms of winning the FA Cup. A manager they've backed, a manager that has a philosophy, a young manager who's going to be in the game for a long time, that has more experience and is sometimes perhaps underrated. 
a brilliant squad that has done so, so well in terms of their recruitment to replace what has been a side that won the league five years ago now. And it is Leicester City that we're talking about. Simo, I'm going to start to you. You're, Brendan Rodgers is someone you've known very well. But I must admit, mate, I sat there at the weekend and I almost had a tear in my eye what I was seeing. It was just so refreshing to see a side for all the madness that's been happening over the couple of months with the Euro- European Super League. You look at a team like Leicester and you cannot not admire them. Absolutely. Um, me and Jake actually watched this. Jake came to visit me um, for the new lockdown rules and we actually watched this in person together. Uh, and it was pretty awesome, to be honest. I was, as soon as Yuri Telemann's goal went in, I was, I thought it was written in the stars <laughs> at least to be going and win this game. And they put in a shift. And do you know what? Like, if you were, I was on football Twitter and I've just seen so many, um, so many of the of the Chelsea are going to smash these lot and, and stuff like that. But if you look through that list, City side, there's loads, there's little bit upper tier quality Premier League players from back to front. It's Casper Schmeichel for me. He's in the top three goalkeepers in the league on their best days as well. I mean, um, that back line as well, you know, we look at players like you can lose Johnny Evans is still put in a really, really solid defensive performance. I think you get young players like Wesley, for, uh, sorry, uh, Fafana, um, just doing the absolute business. And I think the midfield as well, Wilfred and Didi, and also so, so, so important to the way they play their football, uh, you know, Tuchel has Chelsea played decent football, but Leicester came with a better game plan. They scored first, and then all they had to do was keep Chelsea out, and they did. Uh, granted, we were with a, a small bit of fortune uh, <laughs> with Ben Chilwell uh, and, and Wes Morgan's own goal being ruled out, but you know, I think they absolutely deserve the day. I really enjoyed watching them lift the cup uh, and watching the sort of... Uh, and I mentioned this in our pod yesterday, the Leicester fans were... 10 times better than the Chelsea fans on the day. Yeah. You could not hear a Chelsea fan in that stadium. Uh, <laughs> so they just deserve it. Leicester deserve it for me, 100%. Yeah, of course they do. And listen, I have watched about four or five times videos of Chelsea fans going nuts and celebrating, <laughs> and it's just absolutely beautiful to watch their faces drop when VAR comes in. But Jake, I'll come to you because... Liverpool's owners aren't a disgrace. I think the way you've been run over the last few years has been nothing but admiration. But I think when you look at the the feeling of Leicester winning the FA Cup, I should hate them, but I'm jealous and I love them. And mm. I think it's the manager, it's the owner, it's the fans, it's the players. There's nothing short of there's nothing short in that. They're, they're a team that they, they should just get better and better now, surely. Yeah, I completely agree with you, mate. I think what the owners have done when they come into Leicester was really good. You know, they set a, a sort of foundation and they've really, really built from that. You know, they could have won the league and just said, right, we've had our moment in the glory. Let's let's revert to being back a, a top 10 side and we're, we're sort of happy fighting for the Europa League and stuff. And I think when when they got Rodgers in, I think it was a really good, really good idea. Because he, like you say, he's a young manager, very experienced for his age. And he's someone that likes to build a project. You know, we tried to do it with Liverpool, but I think it was a bit too big for him at the time. And then obviously when there's someone like Jürgen Klopp on the sidelines, you're not going to turn that down. So I think it was a bit of a a bit of a bad situation for him at Liverpool. But, you know, he nearly won the league there. Um, and I think that if he wanted to, he could stay there for 10 years and build something really special with that Leicester side. Because the players that they've got are young, they're hungry, they've had that now another taste of success. And they've still got that good experience in the squad. So I, I do I do think Leicester's run brilliantly. And, and I thought it was great when they when they got their chairman on the pitch and you know he was lifting the trophy and he just it was a real like happy moment. Like you say, after everything that's been happening this season, it was something that 
I, I, you know, you couldn't help but be like, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for this. One hundred percent. And Billy, I'll come to you because obviously you support a team that you'd love to be in that position. I imagine at the weekend you'd love that to be Aston Villa. Does it fill you with confidence though that what Leicester have done in the last five years, Aston Villa could look to to try and replicate with some of the signings, recruitment that's gone your way, and a changing manager who seems to be now looking towards and pushing forward. Does it fill you with confidence with a team who's perhaps smaller, not reputationally, but certainly over the last few years? in Aston Villa that could be copying what Leicester City are doing. Yeah, for sure. And especially as a Midlands rival as well. I was kind of hoping that <laughs> that Chelsea would win because of that Midlands rivalry thing. <laughs> but when you sit back, see how well Leicester played and what they've been through over the past 10 years from League One to winning the FA Cup with a Premier League winner's medal in between. It's just, as you say, admirational. And to it's inspiring as well. It the Villa players and Dean Smith and the owners, we should be inspired by that and to try and get a good cup for next season or in the next few years, certainly. Because we we crashed out very early on and it was really disappointing, knowing or not expecting to be anywhere near Europe. As a mid-table side, you want to go on that kind of cup run like Leicester have done. And yeah, it was just really admirationable. It was indeed. And Simo, looking at the other side, Chelsea, I was big in Tuchel up. He's managed to get to finals, but it's not really gone too well for him the last couple of games. He is in the Champions League final. Obviously, the FA Cup didn't go well for him. And top four looks like it could still just be about okay, depending on what happens. But I think he still deserves a lot of credit for what, where he's taken because the way I see it is this. A lot of people say, yeah, but they had £250 million players. So did fat Frank Lampard and look what he did with them. So it's <laughs> obviously the manager, yeah? He's clearly a good manager and he's got experience. But where does this leave him? Well, he's a better manager than Frank Lampard. I think everybody can agree with that. And I think he might have had his all fooled that he was just going to come in and, and dominate just, just because he had such a positive start that normally exceeds a new manager bounce. Normally a new manager bounce will last you two or three games. He actually went on a bit of a run. Uh, but it's entirely possible that this season, Chelsea will finish without Champions League football, losing two finals. Uh, and I think if you look at the position they were in, for that to be the situation would be hugely disappointing. Um, but they were nowhere near that before they came in. So it's a bit of bittersweet. Yeah, you're in a better position of where... Of, of from where you were under Frank Lampard. However, you were this close to just having the best sort of half season <laughs> you could really start with. I must admit, uh, Jake, I'll come to you because I think with Tuchel, it could be a great season. It could be, like Simo says, disappointing. But they've definitely got the appointment right. What's your opinion of the Champions League final? Can can Chelsea win it? I don't know what they They've got the squad to do it. They've got the manager to do it. And he's been there. He knows the feeling of losing. And, and I'm sure he's going to sit those Chelsea players down and say, listen, you know, you've just lost that final. I noticed he kept them on the pitch while the Leicester players were celebrating. And it's something I remember Jurgen Klopp doing as a Liverpool manager, keeping his players on the pitch and watching the other team have a good time. And then I imagine Tuchel's gone back into that, you know, into the dressing room and said, don't let that happen again. Come the Champions League final. You want to be them celebrating. You want them to watch you be unhappy. I think he can do it. I think they've got a good chance. It's a final. Not a lot of people thought Leicester would win it. They did. So, you know, the the, the chances is definitely there. Man City still aren't the greatest like side 
you know, they they almost there in terms of everything, but there is still weaknesses in that side. And Chelsea have got the players to take advantage of it. They just need Timo Werner to find the back of the net. <laughs> That's literally mm. all they need to do. <laughs> Isn't it weird that Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, and Ziyech have probably been their three worst players? And everyone yeah. says, "Oh, the two hundred and fifty million pounds spent, yeah, on three players that haven't turned up this season. All of their players have been the Mounts and the Pulisics and the exactly you know, yeah. the players in yeah. midfield, like you know, Kante." come back into form but Billy what's your thoughts on the Champions League final Chelsea or Man City mate um I think Man City will do it and I think they'll do it comfortably but at the end of the day it is 90 minutes it's a game of football anything can happen you've seen Leicester won the league (laughs) that's a prime (laughs) example isn't it um yeah anything can happen but for me I think that Man City will do the business Fair play. Uh, Simo, let's move on to the top four because it's going to be a bit of a race, I suppose, now towards the end of the couple of games coming. Chelsea have got Leicester, which is huge. Obviously, yourselves have now got um, two winnable games on on paper. But let's talk about Liverpool going into this top four, first of all, because it was an absolute madness at the weekend with what we saw. Um, It couldn't have happened to a better bloke uh, with the year that he's had, with the team being... Injury prone. Well, that's an understatement this season for <laughs> Liverpool. Um, what's your thoughts of Liverpool's chances now after that game? And just talk to me about that Alisson goal because it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. I hit the roof, uh, and I think <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, the Liverpool fan did. And I was saying we just spoke, we were speaking offline, weren't we, before we started the pod? And the finish is perfect. It is the perfect header. He's unmarked and he's got it. Then today you got to put it in the back of the net. He's got Nat Phillips running across his eye. Like, I mean, and he just it tucks it away. Just ah, beautiful. Um, and I'm so buzzing at Liverpool in the race for top four because uh, it felt as if we just weren't going to, because we just didn't really show any signs that things were going to really turn around for us in any sort of meaningful way in terms of like, because we had to run, we had to win probably seven of our nine games that we had for a run-in. Granted, West Ham dropping off a bit has helped us. What we could really do with is Leicester beating Chelsea again. <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would be a big help. Um, that would give us a, a real in and a real shot again in this top four. It's not a done deal that Liverpool are going to get in this top four, but they are definitely still thereabouts. Definitely. Um, West Ham, obviously, Declan Rice spoke after the Brighton game about how disappointed they were. I mean, they have every right to be proud of what they've accomplished this season. I mean, they, 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 I, think, I still think they will be disappointed that they came this close to, to the big, big Champions League and yet you get a lot of money for, for, from just attending the Champions League. Going to those group stages is, is a lot of money. You know, they can yeah, enables a, a club to go and have a really, you know, and a big investment in the summer and things like that. So I think West Ham will, as a whole, be slightly disappointed. They couldn't just hold on to the end of the season. Um, but in terms of the top four, I called it last time I was on Samuel Screamers about two weeks ago, I think I called it to be that it would be Man City would win, Man United in second. Those those are two done deals. But I, thought, I honestly thought the way Chelsea were playing at the time, they'd be a, a done deal in Leicester. I didn't think they would drop off. But it's looking like anything can happen. If we could just sneak in that... <laughs> That backdoor in a vault, those horrible Thursday nights next season. <laughs> then I would be it's absolutely gonna be, buzzing, mate. It's going to be interesting. Um, what's your prediction, mate? I think Top we'll four. I think, yeah? we'll I, think, I think we'll sneak it. Yeah, I could see pressure getting to Chelsea and if, if just lest I can just do them over again. That would uh, that would help us out a big time. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, Man City first, Man United second, Leicester and third, Liverpool sneaking in at fourth to get some Champions League football. 
Leicester have got mm-hmm. some tough games. They've got Spurs and Chelsea, haven't they? So it's going to be yeah, interesting yeah. to see what happens with Leicester as well. So are Villa, actually. <laughs> Spurs and Chelsea. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Nice. That's nice, isn't it? Uh, Jake, let's come to you, man. Um, top four, talk to me. Yeah, I, again, just want to say that Alisson goal, like you said, Dan, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy and someone who, you know, deserved it. I think more than him was it was definitely him and the first Liverpool goalkeeper in history to score a goal and it's unbelievable and uh, like Simo said what a header any like any outfield player be buzzing to score that sort of goal um, I think the shock on his face sort of says it all he's like wow <laughs> <laughs> um, but champ- Champions League race I, I like you Dan I at one point in the season a couple of weeks ago had sort of lost a bit of interest in the league I thought Liverpool are well out of it now we're not going to you know Chelsea and Leicester aren't going to throw this away but they they potentially have. Um, I'm unsure. I, I, Liverpool's record against so-called lesser sides isn't the best, especially this season. So it, it does concern me that we're playing, you know, Crystal Palace and and Burnley. You know, the two sides that you probably don't want to play, uh, especially considering that it's going to be Roy the boys' last game at Crystal Palace. He'd probably love nothing more than to just <laughs> stick one in Liverpool one final time. Roy, um, Roy always does us a favour. Roy always does us a favour. You, you go beat City for us, you know, Vinny. <laughs> Roy always does us a favour. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully... Um, Hopefully Roy just just rolls over for us and, and lets us sneak into the Champions League. But uh, I think the interesting battle is is this Chelsea-Leicester one. I think it's going to be one game where neither side's going to want to lose, but neither side can really afford to draw it either. I mean, if Liverpool win their last two games and this game's a draw or one loses and, you know, obviously one loses, one wins, then Liverpool are in, in it. So they both need to go for this game, you know, and, and Chelsea having a Champions League final coming up, that's probably the last thing that they want to be doing is really pushing these last two games, knowing that they've got a big game coming up as well. Um, I'm unsure. I, I'd like to think Liverpool can beat Burnley in uh, Crystal Palace, but I mean, the season we've had, we'll probably, we could get beat both of them quite easily as well. Um, I I also think Liverpool are going to get in the Champions League, but I, I think it'll be at the expense of Leicester. I think Leicester might just drop out if Chelsea try and get some revenge on them on uh, tonight, uh, tonight, isn't it? So. Hmm. that's my very interesting I think after tonight when we come back on here it'll be a bit Mm. like oh wow like what it'll all be all unfold (laughs) won't it Um, it's going to be very very interesting though for you guys and and just enjoyable for me because I'm the neutral I don't give a damn who's in the top four I really don't care (laughs) so it really doesn't bother me at all Uh, Billy let's come to you just before we move on Uh, final Mm -hmm. thoughts in terms of the top four what do you think is going to happen I am going to agree with Jake and Simo. I think Liverpool are going to do it. And the thing that makes me think that Liverpool are going to do it is the fact that Villa have fans back in for the Chelsea game. I think we're going to give it everything in that game to give the fans one last hurrah, if you know what I mean. It's been a bit of an average season. I thought, I was hoping that we'd get European football. It was just a dream, really. And we've been crashed back down, (laughs) crashed back down to reality. But I think, Considering the season that we've had, the signings that we've made, I think they'll really want to perform in front of 10,000 Villa fans. Hmm. So hopefully we'll get the result done and then Liverpool in the Champions League then. 
if they don't bottle mm. it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I'd I'd rather have Leicester and West Ham in there and Chelsea and Liverpool out of it, just because it'll be funny. But I can't yeah. see that. I think Liverpool. I think Liverpool would do it. And um, if Liverpool get in there, I think it'll probably be Leicester who drop out, unfortunately. So we will see. But they've got the FA Cup, and if I'm honest with you, I think they'd probably rather have a trophy than top four because I know top four is yeah. so so important for teams. But in where Arsenal are at, they'd have top four over FA Cup. But Leicester would have a trophy. They've never won it, have they? So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's the first FA Cup. Uh, and especially for the day out for the fans as well. It's oh. like the Premier League. It's just going to be something that they, they'll never forget. Absolute, yeah, absolute dream. Absolute dream. Moving on, we did mention him. Uh, I think Simo mentioned him, so I'll come to you first. Um, he does you a favour in games, but he is leaving Crystal Palace, mate. And the rumours are Frank Lampard is on his way to Palace. What do you make of that? Is that going to be a good move or a bad move for Palace? Uh, I, I would probably say it'd be a, a reasonable move for Palace. Um, Frank Lampard wasn't terrible at Chelsea. Um, it just made it just. I don't think he had the tactical experience and the, the experience of managing players that were that came for big money. That <laughs> 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 came for big money. We're on big huge salaries, and he had to get the most. There's a lot of pressure that comes with those those high price signings. I think Palace is a much more humble, humbler club. Uh, there's a lot of players out, outside a contract at the end of the season for Palace. So whether they're going to renew some of those, some of the players they need to keep a hold of. You know, Tyreek Mitchell, the youngster at left back. Um, if, if they can get a few incomings yet, yeah, and it would make it. So I don't know who they would get. They would, they would probably opt for a, a more experienced manager. Um, Palace if they're going to avoid um, hiring Frank. I could just say that the career that Roy Hodgson has had, like, when you get a minute, go on Wikipedia and look at Roy <laughs> Hodgson's managerial career. It's absolutely mm. I can't think of a manager off the top of my head that's had a, a wilder career than him. Uh, he has been absolutely all over the world, you know, from, <laughs> from the Middle East to Africa yeah. to Norway mm. to Finland to Switzerland. Um, and then obviously in the top flight of Premier League, 45 years in coaching. Uh, that's, I mean, a lot of people, they only really want to pay attention to the top the top tier of, of, of the sport. But, you know, a 45-year career in football uh, managing in a top level is is some achievement. And very, very few managers can replicate that. Um, so, you know, the game will be a wee bit lighter without Roy, I think. I've enjoyed watching him. I didn't like him at Liverpool right enough. I've enjoyed every time he's done his wee favour since then. <laughs> I, I agree. I've always I've always thought he was all right. I thought he was harshly treated as the England boss. I thought he was taking the mick out of... Um, I didn't want him as the England boss, I must say that, first of all. But I wanted to get behind him and it was a bit of a, a shambolic team at that time that he had to select compared to now. I've always thought he was a good manager. I thought he did brilliantly at Fulham, got them to Europe. Europa League final, didn't he? And um, obviously managed to managed to do do well wherever he's been. I actually think Palace are in trouble next season getting rid of him because I, I don't think they've got a good side at all. I really mm. don't. I yeah. think Zaha is is a good player, and I think Eze looks decent. <clears throat> then I'm struggling after that. Um, any team that has Christian Benteke still up front is worrying, isn't it? Really. So I think when you're no you're Benteke at... slander, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. you wouldn't Chris. take him over. You wouldn't take him over Watkins, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> So I, I don't know, Jake. I, I I don't know about you. I, I think Palace could be in trouble if they get rid of Roy. I, th- I think he's quite an underrated uh, coach. Completely agree with you, mate. I was I was doing some reading before the pod, um, and I I think Palace are in trouble. I've been saying this for quite a while, actually. I think their squad is dire. It's very very poor. 
and they're losing, I think it's what, 11, 12 players next year. So that's, you know, half your squad going. Uh, and, and there's no one to bring them in. You don't have a manager. <laughs> I think it's quite a, it's a bold move to do that, uh, especially if they're going to bring someone like Frank Lampard in, who's never had a, a job like this. This is a tough, this is a tough, tough task for any manager to come into, especially someone who's just been sacked by a, a top, a top level club and his only other real experience was in the championship. I think that, that Palace are in trouble next year for sure. And I'm going to tip, sort of tip them to go down if they don't really sort out what they're doing. Because like you say, apart from Zahar and Eze, who's good, who's good for Palace? Cause they're the only two players that sort of dig them out of holes. Uh, yeah, I do. I think they're going to struggle. I, I generally do. And I think probably getting rid of Roy is a bad idea. But if, if they were going to keep him around sort of in a director of football position and bring someone in, I think that would have worked. But I think, to be honest, Roy's quite happy to just retire at this point. I think he's deserved a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's actually properly... And he's always said he's I don't think he is, yeah. Top, top flight football and the pressures that come at. Um So we could still see Roy in the game. Uh, can I, so before we go to Billy, can I just mention, if Palace were going to be clever, they could probably go with a manager that's managed in the Premier League, like Eddie Howe, if they could lure mm. Eddie Howe. Who Eddie Howe is who I've written down on my notes, actually. I was just going to ask that myself. Is that, have I just stole yeah. your funding, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Thanks. <laughs> no need to go to Billy, Dan. Do you know what, though? You make, you make good points because... I just wonder if the board and owner, I'll come to you with this, Billy. I just wonder if the board or owner are totally looking at a refresh now and thinking the players are leaving. We want a, a different approach. Fat Frank is coming in. He's young. He's, ex, he's inexperienced, but he can grow with a young team that he's clearly going to look to try and recruit from places. Mm. Is that the right way to go? Or is it, let's ring Big Sam and try and get him back in the Premier League so that we stay in the Premier League next season? <laughs> like, what? There you go. It's it's really hard to call with Crystal Palace because they could go that route of starting fresh or, as you say, they could go the route of Fat Sam and just try and <laughs> stay up with the experience that they've got in the squad or lack of it, should we say, if everyone leaves. Um, but, yeah, I think, to be honest with you, though, Lampard, as a Palace manager... He might suit them. I've just seen Russ Morgan in the comments there say that Lampard might suit Palace. And I do agree with him, to be honest with you, because you've got players like Eze and Zaha. We mentioned it yesterday that he could, he's, let me get my words out. <laughs> Frank Lampard is the kind of manager who will build around young players like Eze. You saw him do it with Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham as well. At Chelsea last season and I think he really he could be the kind of guy to whether you take Palace forward or keep them as a stable club in the Premier League I think he could I think he's going to do well there if he does go there of course but then you also run the risk of is it going to work it's there's so many questions that are going to be asked about Frank about Palace and it's a really tough one to call yeah, I agree. I, I think he is going to be a bit of a risk, whatever. And I think the owners and Steve Parrish will be looking at that and thinking, so many players going, this is my opinion. Like you say, Ezzy, Zaha, Mitchell, who's mentioned, I think, by Simo. 
maybe Frank Lampard can get the best out of them. Maybe you can bring some players from Chelsea to give them a little bit of a dig out because um, they've always got about 500 players on loan Chelsea. <laughs> so they'll be coming back in the summer. So I think there's that, that's what they're probably thinking of, if I'm honest with you, moving forward. Let's talk about Burnley because Burnley are giving free tickets to people, or to, sorry, to their fans for the last two games. It's come out today the Man City owner is paying for them for their Champions League final. Are we starting to see now a reaction from the European Super League, Simo, of owners don't care about fans to actually look, yes, we do? Or is this genuine for some owners and not so genuine for others? What's your thoughts? It's genuine for some owners, some owners not so genuine for us. Um, for the Burnley, for the, uh, Burnley didn't have anything to do with the European Super League. They have nothing to really... You know, make up for the fans. They, they, they've maintained a very well-run football club. They've held on to their most important players: James, James Tarkovsky, Ben Me, um, Arsene Barnes, Chris Wood. These sort of players that could maybe go to sort of your middle, your middle tier um, Premier League sides. I think the net spend for 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 Burnley in the last sort of year or two is, is like two million. It's nothing. Damn real. Um, sure, Dice deserves Dice. credit as well. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. deserves credit. Even a hold of Sean Dice. Absolutely. I don't think there's very much for the, the for the Burnley. You know, owners and board to make up to the fans. I think this is just as generally a goodwill gesture to the fans, saying it has been a hard year, it's been a hard season. Thanks for supporting us along the way. Um, come watch a game of football. I've come watch two games of football for free. Uh, in terms of the Man City, not money is just nothing to them. It's no object. I think them giving away free tickets, they've got to do that anyway for any Premier League match to, to fill their stadium. And that's a genuine thing. I mean, they've got yeah. to give away tickets to fill their stadium. Yeah. Um, so for me, I mean, did you see the 12 crazy fans <laughs> tearing up the Etihad? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Rangers won the title injured. the other week and I can't go to Glasgow because it's, it's still in fire. <laughs> <laughs> Just for going unbeaten, they've they've terrorised. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm just poking fun at City. Where's Ray? Where's Ray? Um, yeah, yeah, that that is my is my opinion on it. I think it's just generally a good build gesture from the for the board of Burnley um, to the to the fans that have had a difficult season for Man City. I just think it's it's, it's good press. It's good press that, that doesn't mm. cost them very much. Do we need to see this more though, Jake? In terms of the owners. Um, showing they care. I don't know if that if I'm saying that in a. I'm trying to be positive, really, but showing they care more with with what's going on in the world of football at the moment. Yeah, mate, I completely agree with everything Simo said. Firstly, I think for Burnley, it, it you know, it wasn't like a popular thing to do at the time. It was just yeah, everyone's coming in for free. And to be honest, I think all clubs should have done that for the last you know game or two games, however many they've got at home. It's a thank you to the fans, especially you know season ticket holders who could have quite easily said no, I don't want. Don't renew my ticket. I need the money. Uh, I think it's probably the least they could have done is said, right, come into one game for free. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I think owners. I'd like to think owners. I've looked at what's happened recently, and you know, especially with what's happened at Man United and things like that. And they would turn around and say, right, we need to start including the fans more, giving them a voice, giving them a vote on the board, and things like that, because. To them, it means nothing, but but to us, obviously, we spoke about this a lot. Uh, you know, our clubs are our passion. It's our uh, for a lot of people, it is your life. Your life revolves around your football club, and to these owners, it's not like that. So I, I don't, they don't understand the passion. But I think that they do need to take a look at Burnley and say, yeah, we probably should really be doing the same because I, I think it's a bit, it's a bit crap that they're charging you know seventy quid for a ticket, and some people like probably put the prices up as well. And probably said, well, we need the money. You know, you need to start paying us more cash. 
Uh, well, well, one one thing's for sure, Stan Kroenke wouldn't give Arsenal anything for free. I know that, so we can forget. He's probably hiked your tickets, hasn't he? Oh, this guy, this guy, this guy! I tell you, well, he's never there. To, to I mean, like Newman's in the well, chat, yeah. he said he's never there. He's never here to 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 come and uh, and confront us. So you know, God knows is the answer. Whenever people say, "What about what does Kroenke think?" Love to know. I never even heard the man speak. He's silent Stan, isn't he? You know, I wouldn't even know what he's what he sounded like. It's unbelievable. Um, and his son only comes out when, uh, when when we ask him to come and ask us who we're signing, and then he tells us to be excited. And then we sign Pepe, and everyone goes quiet again. <laughs> That's what, what, what a fan base. What an unbelievable clown base, Arsenal are. It's absolute shambolic. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, Billy, let's come to you. Do you think that we'll start to see, because of the European Super League, however, some of the owners um, touch base with more with the fans? And at board level, there's a lot of clubs that are saying they're, they're looking to get fans involved with the kind of club meetings, board meetings. Um, you would like to hope so. I, re- I hope it happens at Villa. I think we're charging 50 quid for a ticket, which I think it's up to 50 quid, actually. So not everyone's paying that. You can if you want to kind of thing. But it- even so, it's ridiculous. I really like what Burnley have done. It's been a tough year for everyone, not just the football clubs. And you would like to think that the owners have seen that, but clearly not. Um but yeah, I think fans on the board as well. I think that's a great, um, great thing, as we mentioned a few weeks ago as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Burnley, if you know what I mean. As, as you said, they've been a well-run club, not spent a lot, and they've been, they've just been Burnley. <laughs> I don't really know what much to add, what more to add, to be honest with you. They've just been Burnley. They've stayed in the Premier League. They've played their football. They've kept Sean Dyche. James Tarkowski as well, like you just mentioned. Fair play to them, you know. Yeah, absolutely fair play. And even when Burnley look like they're kind of toying with the relegation zone, I just never think they're going to go down because of Sean Dutch. You know, he's why would I? He's never, he's never, you know, the first time they come up, they went down. They've come up straight away and they've stayed there and deservedly so. I think he's done an unbelievable job, in my opinion. And I think mm-hmm. it gets a hard time at times because he's not particularly attractive to watch their football. But I'm a massive fan of me and Tarkowski. I think they've got one of the best goalkeepers in the league that I would have mm-hmm. in, in the Arsenal side. I think that Dwight McNeil is going to be a hell of a talent for him. I think he's a, he's a great player. And another player that gets not much of a mention and has had a brilliant cast couple of months is Chris mm-hmm. Woods. So they've definitely got some, some good players burning moving forward but Simo um, someone who's not going to be wearing uh, the shirt uh, I asked you a few weeks ago actually what did Tottenham bring to the Super League you said Harry Kane in a shiny stadium well they're not gonna have, they're not going to have Harry Kane anymore they're just going to have a shiny stadium oh, oh, oh it was a happy Monday last night it was a happy happy Monday last night it was oh, indeed this guy is finally going somewhere else um 28 years old, uh, wants to stay in the Premier League, clearly to try and beat Alan Shearer's record, which he probably will if he does go there. Am I right in saying, Simo, whoever signs Harry Kane out of Man United, Man City and Chelsea are going to win the league? No. Um, the reason why okay. is... Uh, <laughs> Harry Kane could get injured at any moment. and he's yeah. Tottenham have been holding, holding him together with tape. Jose Mourinho was just wheeling him out <laughs> on one leg, um, as and when. Um, and maybe maybe a decent sort of preseason, a bit of rotation, um, where there's not so much pressure on Harry Kane as being the, the number one man at the club. If he goes to a Man City, yes, he will be the first choice striker, but Man City 
will get by without Harry Kane, make no mistake. Um, if it goes to a Man United or a Chelsea, there will be a wee bit more pressure where they've not really nailed down a number nine. Um, well, to be fair, apart from Jesus, there's been there's been five players to play the, the traditional centre role at Manchester City. I think four at uh, Man United and, a, and a, a further five at Chelsea. There's... Apart from, if you take out Tammy Abraham, starts at um, Chelsea this season, which were pretty much all under Frank Lampard. Um, the most starts between the the, num- the traditional sort of central striker role has been fairly split down the middle between Kai Havertz and, and Timo Werner. And I think Tuchel, the reason we has been sort of splitting that time between the two is not massively convinced. And I do think they're going to go in for a striker in the summer. I don't know if it'll be Harry Kane. I don't know if he'll go for another Lon- a London club. I think Chelsea might actually win for Lukaku if they can get him. I mm. think that'd be a huge move for Tuchel. I really think that would take them to another level if they could get a, a striker on form as, as Lukaku is just now. Um, I think if he was to go anywhere, my money would be on City or United. Uh, although I from what I understand, what I read, Levy is very, very much in the mindset of pushing pushing him abroad to a PSG Madrid or Barcelona uh, to get him out the door. He does not want Harry Kane playing in the Premier League against him. <laughs> yeah, and neither do I. I can't stand the guy. I hate him. So <laughs> I want him gone. And if he goes to PSG with Neymar and Mbappe, then, you know, he's probably got more chance of doing things there. And he'll be under Pochettino. But... I think he will stay in, in the Premier League. I just got a feeling he's going to go to, to City or United and he'll be in a Manchester club. The only thing I say about Chelsea is just because it's London and because I think it's a position where you can see they're probably going to spend as much, if not more, than Man City in the summer, as well as if they get Harry Kane. You know, they've had a transfer embargo. They spent some money last summer and I think they're probably going to do it again because they're one of the only clubs that can afford it. So I wouldn't rule out Chelsea. Um, before I move to Jake Simo, Liverpool, any <coughs> chance? I wouldn't really want Harry Kane to go to Liverpool and I know that before everybody comes to the pitch box I know, I know how mental that, that makes me sound but I just don't I don't think it would be a good because I think Harry Kane's probably going to cost you upwards of £100 million and I don't really want Liverpool to spend that in a central striker if they could spend that in a central I'd rather them spend 60 in a central striker and maybe 60 in another sort of more creative midfielder to sort of fill in with Thiago um, so they can rotate a wee bit and yeah I think we're going to have to find out a more permanent uh, replacement for Gini Wijnaldum uh, as he's going out of contract. Uh, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think it's the best business for Liverpool to be spending upwards of a hundred million pound on an, on an injury prone striker. I don't. Although I think it would he would absolutely do a great job, but you know I would be <laughs> absolutely worried if it didn't work out and it, it, it came in and you know he had a he was injured for a season. <laughs> you know, I would be absolutely winded. Uh, I don't think Liverpool will go in and spend that kind of money. No. Fair play, mate. Fair play. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Jake, let's come to you. Two questions, man. Um, where's he going and where does this leave Tottenham Hotspur? Firstly, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're buzzing, aren't you, when you read that this morning? Oh, I was loving it, mate. <laughs> loving it. Um, where's he going? I think Man City's the obvious choice uh, for him and for the the club in general. You know, Levy, like, as, he's notorious, isn't he, for hardballing on players and I want this much and he will not move until you give me that much money and teams tend to sort of do what he says so I think he'll do that and the only club really I think that would do that would be Man City if he went I want 150 million they go cash or card sort of thing do you know what I mean <laughs> uh, whereas I think a club like Chelsea you know they signed Timo Werner I think they'll probably be thinking if we can get him playing we don't need Harry Kane 
Man United, I just don't think that the owners would spend the money. I just don't think that they're going to commit another hundred, hundred plus million pounds on someone who's 28 years old and, and injury prone. So I think for me, it's Man City. And I think that leaves whoever doesn't get Kane a bar and abroad, sort of taking abroad out of this. I think that leaves the other club open to maybe like a, a Haaland or someone like that. Mm. They, so I think if Man City were going to get Kane, they wouldn't go for Haaland. And I think if United would get Kane, then, you know, City would go for Haaland or someone like that. I think if Man City got him, it'd be terrible for the Premier League. I think that if Harry Kane's fit and fully firing in that Manchester City side already, I think well, you may as well just write the title off before it's even begun. For Tottenham, I think it's the worst thing that could possibly happen for them. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of them anything worse for Tottenham Hotspur. They're losing their only asset apart from their shiny stadium, which they can't <laughs> even get any fans in. Um, <laughs> I think it's, I don't know what would, they, uh, to be honest, I don't know what they're going to do. Really do not. If he goes, <sighs> it's it then Son was to fall him out the door. That's what oh, I mean. I it, so. it, that, it, it just... It just it just becomes a ro- it becomes that thing though, doesn't it? Because Son will be looking at Kane and thinking, well, if he's going yeah, to win trophies, and I, I've, you know, he's our best option of getting a trophy, then I, I'm going as well. And then Son goes, and, and like you say, it's just a domino effect. Then, but are I you think... saying are you saying, Jake, that Son would not want to stay and play with Harry Winks and Eric Dyer? Come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I don't not think he would like to do that <laughs> at all. I think oh, Son would get he'd get into any other side in, in the Premier League and probably in in Europe. I think he'd get into ninety nine percent of teams. He and he works his socks off as well. And unlike Kane, he's relatively healthy, relatively healthy. So I think, I, th- I think it, I think it's a disaster for Tottenham Hotspur, an absolute disaster. And I think it's quite funny because I don't really like Tottenham oh. anyway. Um, oh, but I think God does, knows how you does. feel about it. Oh, it's brilliant! <laughs> I absolutely love it. I just love the way that he was. The last uh, time he was celebrating a trophy was when he came to Highbury and was an Arsenal fan in 2004. <laughs> he never got to win it again. It's absolutely hilarious. I think, uh, I just, Billy. Let's come just, to you. I just want to say, quick, quick, mate, um, you know, we, we saw how badly they spent the Gareth Bale money. I mean, how <laughs> badly do you think they would spend £150 million of Harry Kane money? I mean, especially, you know, if if you know if Ryan Mason stays the manager and, and Levy goes, right, there's £200 million. I mean, he's going to oh. be like, what do I do with this? <laughs> oh, ben Teke on his way to Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Billy, let's come to you on Harry Kane because it was breaking news last night. It's all over the Sky Sports news this morning. Um, if I take my Arsenal hat off, um, I think whoever signs him, and I mean this, whoever signs him out of United, Chelsea and City, I would lump money on winning the league. I think he's that important of a player. He's the best striker in the Premier League. It, hates, it pains me to say it, but he is. Um, and I think if I'm honest... There's only Haaland that I'd probably look at getting ahead of him. Everyone else, uh, you know, of, uh, realistically, Mbappe's going to be more money mm-hmm. than Harry Kane. So obviously I'd take him. But Haaland's really the only one ahead of him. Do you agree with me that they've got the best chance of winning the league if they get him? And uh, just because I asked Jake and I want to laugh again, where does this leave Tottenham Hotspur? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do agree with you, to be honest with you. I think, I think he's going to go to City anyway. So, I mean... I already think they're going to win the league next season. Yeah, and same. I think they're going to win it again with or without Harry Kane. So if they get Harry Kane, it, it just secures it for me. Um, mm. And I think if he was to go to, just going a bit off topic, if he was to go to Man City as well, the way that Pep plays, they would be able to keep him fit as well. Because 
with yeah. that rotation mm. every week, he's playing 25 games, say, instead of 38. So, yeah, I, th- I, th- <laughs> I think that Man City are going to get him. I think they're going to keep him fit and I think they're going to win the league. Where it leaves Tottenham, I'm just going <laughs> to say what uh, Jake said, to be honest with you. Yes, I, they're not going to be anywhere near the top six, are they? Let alone, I don't even, they probably won't even finish in the top 10, to be honest with you. They lose Harry Kane, they lose Young Min Son, and they lose the pool of players instantly, don't they? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think they're going to be in serious, serious trouble. Simo, how can they replace Harry Kane? Like, I mean... I was here with Jamie O'Hara, who is hilarious, by the way. I love listening to Jamie O'Hara. It is hilarious. Listening oh. to the ex-Tottenham pundits like Tim Sherwood, who's awful, and playing people like Jamie O'Hara. They were talking about Lukaku, who I just think is not going to go to Tottenham. He would rather stay into Milan. But there are some Premier League players that I suppose um, Tottenham can look at. Um, a player that's hardly ever fit but when he's and bangs him in all the time is Danny Ings that's a player I think they'll be looking at that kind of level what about yourself Simo do you think that Tottenham can can get in a couple of players with this money I think um, Lukaku would be absolutely out of the question <laughs> like the way, <laughs> literally make him the highest played, player, uh, played paid player in the world then there's nothing luring a top player like Lukaku to um, Tottenham he's winning ch- he's winning titles with um with Inter Milan, the only the only lure for him is a top top European side that's going to be competing for Champions Leagues. That is the only lure that's going to take him away from, from Inter Milan. Um, Danny Ings makes sense. Danny, he was a player that Jose Mourinho wanted anyway. Uh, with Harry Kane, um, in terms of being a one for one Harry Kane replacement, maybe with a bit a better service, it it could be. You know, no one wanted it to work out for for Danny Ings at Liverpool more than me and Jack. We really wanted it to work mm. out for him, but he's just really injury prone. And when you have a player like that, when you rely on a player like that as your number one choice at centre forward, then you kind of leave yourself open to to a to a, a big upset. You know, he goes down six weeks, just six weeks without your main striker. I think they need to probably they won't. The thing is, when Harry Kane goes, they don't have the lure of Harry Kane. Or like the yeah. chance, the outside chance, and mm-hmm. this striker is going to bang in twenty five goals that season and really push for the Champions League spots. It's going to give you a, a good chance. They were in Champions League si- final not too long ago. That's, that's in recent memory that happened. Um, in terms of players, I can think off the top of my head that, that they would get in to replace them. They would maybe need to go abroad and maybe get you know a soldado. Yeah, something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think when I you mean, look, when in, you they, they brought it. in they brought in Lamella to the place. Gareth, Gareth was, Bale. Gareth Bale came in on loan and he's now scored more goals since he left than Eric Lamella. Uh, so it's, it's it insane. So I don't back them. I don't back them to handle this very well at all. <laughs> no, I don't. And I think, you know, three players off the top of my head in the Premier League currently, they might be looking at Chris Wood, Tammy Abrahams and Danny Ings. I don't really know that there's anyone else that I can realistically see would want to go to Tottenham, if I'm honest with you. And, Ivan you know, I know Tony from Brentford, maybe. That's another option. Promoted. That's another that's option. option. Um, I mean, there were links with him for us, to be honest, uh, the other day. And I think we are in the same kind of bracket at the moment, unfortunately, the way that we're being run. So, yeah, I don't back... Tottenham either uh, in the transfer window but we're going to stick with transfers um, 
I'm going to ask you all a question in a minute, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to sign three realistic targets this summer for your team, so both for Liverpool and for Aston Villa, and I will go first. But before we do that, um, Harry Kane, we've mentioned, probably, uh, well, most definitely, it seems, on the move. The other players, uh, Lukaku is mentioned as, as returning. It looks like Chelsea could be in for him, and I agree with Simo. I think that would be a great move. What for Jaden Sancho, Jake? Do you oh, think he's going to move? I, I, do you know what? I, I think Jaden Sancho is a quality player. I just don't. I don't really know how much Dortmund Ayed would sell him for because I know his season's been a bit up and down this year. But we know the quality's there. I mean, he scored two goals in the final. And I think for Dortmund, they wouldn't want to get rid of Haaland and Sancho at the same time. I think for them, they'd want to stagger that out. You know, they realistically know that they're not going to keep hold of both of them. Um, I think any Dortmund fan would tell you that. And I think the players themselves probably know that as well. I think, I think, I, do you know what? I'd love Sancho at Liverpool. I think he'd be a quality, quality option to add to that front three. I think he'd be great to have coming off the bench and starting games when, you know, times like this season when Jota's come in, he's made a real difference. And I think he'd be someone that Liverpool definitely have on their radar. But it just depends on his on how much Dortmund really want want to sell him for. Uh, again, though, uh, you know, United are always linked with him, aren't they? Chelsea are probably linked with him, and I'm sure Man City are probably opening another bag of money up and going, we'll have him as well. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, I, th- I think the Premier League's where he'll go. It's just where in the Premier League for me. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll go abroad again. I think he'll want to come back to the Premier League and prove that he is the player that everyone tipped him to be and that he's grown into that we've seen. It is crazy, isn't it, Billy, that Leroy Sane and Jaden Sancho left Man City because they weren't ready to get in and they'd walk into any Premier League side now. It's scary, isn't it? But with Jaden Sancho, do you think that it's Chelsea or City, uh, Chelsea or United bound? Um, yeah, I do, to be honest with you. I think United, whether they did well to... No, I think... Right. <laughs> Second time this has happened today, but... <laughs> Jaden Sancho, I think, is going to Man United. They were unfortunate not to get him last season, but Dortmund held out and held out and they didn't sell him. Like they said, they weren't going to. They've said that they're not going to sell um, Erling Haaland as well. And again, I don't think they're going to. But I do think this is the season that they'll sell Jaden Sancho. And I do think that will be to Man United. Um, But... One question that I'm wondering is, will he be able to cut it in the Premier League? I think he's a great player, very skillful player, but the Bundesliga is very, very different in comparison to the Premier League. We've seen Havertz and we've seen Werner this season, especially. I'm I'm not sure, but it would be very interesting to see if he did come to the Premier Mm. League, whether he'd be able to adapt I, I like that. And the reason I say I like that, I'll come to you with Simo, is we have seen it with a few players. I remember Reese Nelson at Arsenal banging goals in for Hoffenheim. Can't get in the side at Arsenal. Nowhere near it. It doesn't look good enough, in my opinion. Um, Jaden Sancho's playing very, very well um, and was an absolute bargain of a signing, by the way. He was about eight million, wasn't he, in the end? Yeah. So <laughs> he's killed it over there. Absolutely killed it. But if they do go for him, Man United, Simo, what does this mean for players like Mason Greenwood? Because for me, I think the last couple of months, he's been outstanding on that wing for Man United. So do they need him, is my question. They could probably, I think any, any team in the world could probably do with a, a prospect like Jaden Sancho. I don't think any, any club would um, 
turn the nose up at him. But as far as if you know, if United want to get Sancho, we'd take Greenwood. I would take Greenwood at Liverpool. He's a player I oh, highly great. rate um, mm. in terms of his finishing, his shot power, and how two footed he is. Um, his movement as well. But when he gains a little bit more experience in match in, in minutes, I think he's just going to. He just looks a tremendous player, and he looks well built for the, for for the league. Um, yeah, he's a player I would predict would, would eventually become a top player. Um, so, if, yeah, if United want to take Sh- Sancho and, and ship Greenwood off to Liverpool, which I don't think would happen, I, think <laughs> I would be happy with that <laughs> scenario. Um, but I could see Greenwood playing at any sort of top top level club. I don't I don't see him having a massive drop off anytime soon. Fair play, mate. Fair play. I've left him to last for a reason because we got Billy on. We do need to talk about Jack Grealish. I know we did the other week. Um, <laughs> Billy doesn't think he's going anywhere. Simo, let's stay with you first. Is Jack Grealish going to be an Aston Villa player come next season? I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, Villa have recently, Villa know about this, Villa recently there's been mm-hmm. highly reputable sources saying that Villa are going to go out and spend upwards of £200 million in this summer transfer window. And that would add a lot of depth <laughs> to Villa. And I think if they're going to keep, if, if Dean Smith's in the loop, then Jack Grealish, club captain, is going to be in the loop. Um, and he'll be saying to Jack, don't even think about getting going anywhere because we've got some top players coming in to play alongside you, Jack. And we're going to be going for European football. Um, and that, for me, is the reason why um, Jack really should be staying at Villa. Fair play. Jake, let's come to you. Um, there's a lot of rumours I've heard this morning that it is our number one target at Arsenal, Jack Grealish. I don't know what that means money-wise. I don't know if we've got money. I don't know if they want to accept £9.50. But personally, <laughs> I, do feel, I do feel like uh, it's an unrealistic target. And it's not because I don't think he'll want to come to Arsenal, because I think he would rather play for Arsenal than Aston Villa. However, I don't know that we have 100-odd million to go and get Jack Grealish. So mm. um, is he going to... Stay at Aston Villa or would Man City or Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool fancy Jack Grealish uh, for a sneaky bid this summer or do you feel confident that he'll stay at Villa? I think that I do think he'll stay at Villa. I do. I I agree with what Simo said. I think there's a lot of reports that Villa are going to spend big money this year. Um, And I do think that he's probably been told that and he's probably thinking, I'll give it another year. We'll see what happens this year. You know, they started the season brilliantly. And up until sort of January time, they looked like they were going to be in the running for Europe. Unfortunately for them, they dropped off, coinciding with his injury. (laughs) Sort of summed up for Villa. I think Billy would agree with me in that. But I think that he's going to cost a fortune. He's going to be a bit like Sancho or Harry Kane. Villa aren't going to want to sell him. They're not going to push to sell him. Um, I don't think he's really going to, push to leave Aston Villa either I think if he's going to go it's going to be one of them where he's not going to throw his toys out the pram you know, he's a club captain he'll probably turn around to like Dean Smith and say look I need to go and it'll be a mutual sort of agreement and I think if Arsenal wanted to sign him they'd need to convince him with a lot of promises and bonuses in contracts to say you know we're going to do this because at the moment, it looks like Arsenal are going down, like worse and Villa are sort of getting better. So Greenish is probably sat there going, with some good signings, we'll, we're in, you know, above them next year. Why would I leave my hometown club to to go to a side on the decline? A blight, a very big club, but, you know, we, we've spoke about Arsenal a lot. And, and Dan, I know you, you're probably fed up of hearing <laughs> that Arsenal's season has been dreadful and has been for a while and Arteta and things like that. But, and Kroenke isn't going to spend the money. He's not going to, Give you hundred million pounds to spend on Jack Grealish on his transfer without his wages? No, no way. I can't see him going there. I, I do think he'll stay. I think he'll stay for another couple of years, personally. 
Well, less Villa got relegated. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is what I hoped last season would happen, so that we could nick it. Because I thought Cheers, that was our only choice. You know what I mean? Feels, feels brilliant, mate. <laughs> but you stayed up and look at you now, um, yeah. Billy. He's twenty five. Is he going to do a Harry Kane? Get to twenty eight and think I want to go and win some trophies? Or well, I mean, hopefully in three years you might have won something. But my point at the moment is he's twenty five years old. He might look at it and think I've got another couple of years here. Clearly loves the club. He's captain. Mm-hmm. He's not unhappy there. Doesn't look visibly unhappy. So. Is that enough for you to be convinced that he's going to stay for a couple of more years yet? Um, yeah, putting it plain and simple, I I think he's definitely going to stay for a, another year at the very least. See what happens next year with the um, with the investment behind the club. I think if I was Jack Grealish, and there's rumours saying that Ars- that he's Arsenal's number one target. I'd say, well, Arsenal sold us their best goalkeeper for twenty million last season. Why? How can I trust? <laughs> how can I trust the word that you're saying? Kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, I, I I think he will stay. But you mentioned the Harry Kane situation there. Um, it could come down to a something like that. And like Jake said, I think it'd be a mutual agreement between Villa and whoever the manager would be at the time in Grealish. Um, but yeah, I, I do think he'll stay. And I've I've actually said for a very long time that if Grealish was to go to a Man City, a Barcelona, a Real Madrid, whoever it may be, to a bigger, go on to bigger and better things, then he would suit it down to the ground because he's just that good. He could go to, in my opinion, he could walk into any any squad in the world. Yeah, and I 100% agree with it, and I'd absolutely love him. But just before we come to our transfer dreams, Simo, I just want to ask you this question. <clears throat> if you're Jack Grealish, what's the best move for your career? A move to Arsenal or stay at Aston Villa? Uh, right now, I think uh, stay at Aston Villa, where all the leverage is. But he's a main man. He remains a talisman. He remains the main outlet. Um, and he remains the manager's favourite. You know, the golden boy from the fans. Everybody, everybody's favourite. He's a really good spot. He's 25 years old. Loads of football ahead of him. Um, his injuries aren't too bad. They're not like world ending, you know. Um, and I think, you know, but he would have had, a, if, he, if he remained on this season, he would have had a really positive season. Uh, nobody made more key passes than um, Jack Grealish this season. And that is... That he's beaten out players like De Bruyne um, to get that to hold that mantle. Um, superb player uh, because he's English. He does come under that. He's overhyped because <laughs> he's English, but the numbers are there and they state clearly that Jack Grealish is a baller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he is. He absolutely is one hundred percent. And I have to kind of agree with you. Really, I think that if it was for a situation of going to Manchester City or Aston Villa, I think he would get into the Aston Villa, uh, sorry, the Man City side. So I think that would be good for his career. Manchester United, exactly the same. Chelsea, even to you guys at Liverpool. But Arsenal aren't a club that's going to be in the top four next season, in my opinion. And they don't seem to be like a club that's got the right um, ownership and we're not running well enough for him to be tempted to come to us. I think what would tempt him is the reputation of the club, the stadium, the fan base, the global fan base, everything else. But I'm not so sure that Aston Villa are a reputationally a small club either. So perhaps mm. he's quite happy where he is for the next couple of years. Um, being realistic about it. If I could have free signings for Arsenal and I want these to be realistic boys, don't come back with me with Harland and Bappe and God knows who. Um, I would go for a right back. 
because I think Arsenal were struggling in that position. We've had about 15 right-backs this year. Uh, so I'm going to go for the Norwich right-back in Max Ahrens. I think he's young, got potential, he's vibrant. Bombing it down Great, the right-hand side, but can, depl- can actually defend as well. And I think he's been very, very good and vital for Norwich um, in the last couple of seasons. So I think he, for 30 odd million will probably come to Arsenal as a realistic target. The other player is the Brighton centre midfielder, Basuma. I think he's an absolute baller and he's a beast. Someone who just anchors that midfield that we so badly need. Um, an upgrade on Granite Chaka, in my opinion, although be it not very hard. And Thomas Partey uh, would definitely uh, compliment him because he's more of a kind of transition box-to-box player. And my third player, believe it or not, is the bloke that we've just been spoken about in Jack Greedish because I'm not so sure how unrealistic it would be if we were to make a hundred million in player sales, go and whack it on Jack Greedish and it will take you forward uh, because I do think that he would come. So they are my three. Uh, Jake, let's start with you. Who would you go for from a Liverpool fan perspective? Three players to strengthen what is already a very strong side when everyone's fit, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said, Dan, um, on paper now, Liverpool squad obviously need some players, but when everyone's fit, it's a very good squad indeed. But I think for us, it's squad players that are needed. What can what will take us to compete with Man City again is is depth in our bench. I think for me, uh, so I I think we need a centre back. I think we've proven that this season. We definitely need another centre back, uh, and there's been links with uh, Ibrahima Kanate. I think it is from Red Bull uh, Leipzig, and there's been talks quite sort of going on now. Forty million pounds plus is sort of being thrown around. I think either him, to be honest, or I'd keep... I think he's got a release clause. Uh, I think he's got a release clause of forty million. Yeah, know, I think you know like, his, his release clause is is there. So if Liverpool wanted to get him, I think that would be someone we'd be probably looking at. And if we couldn't get him, I think getting Kabak back as well. You know, he's come in six months. He's done well when he's played. He's young, £18 million release clause. So, you know, for me, it'd be one one of those two, I think, will probably come back to Liverpool next season. Uh, I think we definitely need a backup goalkeeper. Adrian's probably passed it. I think definitely. We've probably passed it when we got him, <laughs> but he's definitely passed it now. And Kelleher's young and probably for me needs a year out on loan somewhere. He's not ready just yet to be a Liverpool number two, especially if Alisson gets injured again. So to be honest, I think Liverpool will probably be looking at someone like maybe a Sam Johnson, who's at uh, West Brom, just been relegated. I think if Liverpool come calling, he'd probably be quite happy to sit on the bench uh, at a club like Liverpool, especially with Allergy record, because it isn't the best. You know, he's quite injury prone for a goalkeeper. So, you know, they would definitely get games and he's a solid keeper. He's played in the Premier League. I think that, you know... Ten million pounds or something like that is probably, I think, the numbers that have been talked about for him. I think that would be wise for Liverpool to invest in a backup goalkeeper, a centre back, and for me, a replacement either for Wijnaldum would be really nice. But again, I don't really know who's out there at the moment that Liverpool could bring in. Realistically, wise price tag wise, I think there's a lot of players that Liverpool probably would want, but would probably be priced out of a move for, especially if we had, you know, sign these other those players. So for me, I think. And midfield is nice, but I couldn't give you a name because I, I don't know who would be realistic for Liverpool to go and sign in that sense. <laughs> granite, granite Chaka, mate. He's about. If you're <laughs> yeah. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you keep hold of him, mate. <laughs> I've got. I've got. A, I've got a midfield in my three. There we go, Simo. I'll let you go next because obviously it's link going leading on from Liverpool. So, um, Jake, you're Thanks. sorry, mate. Your three were. Your three were backup goalkeeper, literally Johnston, um, centre back. Uh, a centre back in Canate, Kabak, and a midfield, an unnamed midfielder. <laughs> okay, cool. Simo, go for it. 
For me, I think Liverpool need the strength and depth up front that Man City have to be able to compete with that side if they want to. Can, if they want to, um, I was going to say retain a title, but sadly, I mean, win another title. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, uh, Jack Harrison would be on my shopping list. Absolutely, um, he's not really going to have a place at City. I don't think there's room for him, uh, especially mm. if they're going to go out and buy, you know, whoever. Um, so Jack Harrison, I think we could get, we could snatch. I th- I'm sure Bielsa is going to want him back at Leeds, but I think we could maybe nip in there and get that. My midfielder I'd pick off would be James Ward-Prowse. I think he would give us Ooh. something we um, mm. don't really have, and that's a, a dead ball specialist. Although Trent Alexander is good. I was just um, going to mention Trent. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think obviously, we, we've not been actually as successful at set pieces mm. this season as we, we have been, and obviously the absence of Van Dyke. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's quite apparent to that but I think you know he does the job with uh, he does a lot of that stuff for Southampton um, free kicks wise we've not scored a whole bunch of free kicks this season either um, mm. and I think he's, he's worked great on the ball I think those couple of seasons under Hassan Hutto the, the high tempo gig impressive football kind of sets him already ready to, to play on Jurgen Klopp's side um, so I've had Jack Harrison James Ward-Prowse my last dream signing would be um, Dybala um, is a player I've admired for a long, long time, um, and I think he would suit us very well as a left footer out in that, in that right hand side. Uh, would be absolutely lovely, uh, and I think without that, that strength and depth, I think Liverpool could really compete. Definitely. Fair play. Um, Simo's happy with Nat Phillips and uh, Kabak at the back. Then brilliant. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so we'll move. On. <laughs> uh, no, they three good signings, one hundred percent. Billy. Let's come to you, mate. Ben Teke's obviously one. Uh, who are the other two? <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I think we're all right for strikers. I think we've got plenty of strikers. And you've <laughs> got Louis Barry coming through as well, who's actually playing. Um, we've got the FA Youth Cup between Villa and Liverpool on Monday, yeah. I think it is, next Monday, <laughs> which I'm looking forward to. Um, but getting back to the first team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we, there's a few positions that we need to attack, really. Um, we need a cover for left-back because Neil Taylor, just the fact he's a Premier League footballer in 2021 is just, it's a disgrace. So I think he's out of contract at the end of the season. Right. So that's fortunate. <laughs> no, but we need to get a backup left-back, but we've got plenty of right-backs who could transition into left-back. What we do need is another winger. So I'm going to go for Pedro Neto. I know it's a bit out there. Great signing. That would he, be a sign. I'd have one other people. <laughs> I think, I think he's, he's class. a fantastic player. And the way that Wolves are going, especially if Nuno goes as well, mm. and the way that Villa are going, I think for maybe 50 million, I think we could get him for. That might be a bit, a, li- a little bit under what what Wolves may be looking for him, but I think we could go and get him. Um, another player I'd like us to go and get is Mateus Pereira at West Brom. Mm. I think he's a fantastic player and he's shown what he's capable of these last couple of months. I think he's scored nine goals or something. I think he's actually on 10 this season, nine in the last couple of months, and he's got a great delivery on him as well. So I think to compliment Jack Grealish out on the wing, it'd be a top, top player. And then we need a proper no-nonsense midfielder or holding midfielder, should I say. 
Now, Sanderberg's been mentioned from Sheffield United. He's been out injured for the majority of this season. And also... He'll come to Arsenal, mate, because he's been injured all season. He'll fit right (laughs) in at Arsenal. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also, Anguissa at Fulham's been heavily linked Mm. as well. So either of those two, I think I'd definitely take, to be honest with you. But we seriously need a no-nonsense holding midfield type of player because these last couple of months for Villa, we've it's where we've lacked. We've really been overrun in most of our games. So that's it. We need serious investment in the midfield. Mm. I think all Fair play. would improve. They would improve with Villa yeah. immensely. Oh, massively. I'm I'm not sure Pedro Neto is as realistic as you might like to think, but it depends. <laughs> yeah. depends. Depends where he's where he's go where his head's at, isn't it, I suppose? Because mm. Wolves have had a strange season. They really have. Uh boys, it's been a pleasure. It really has. We've managed to get yeah. through pretty much everything on the list, bar we were going to discuss playoffs and the Euros, but we'll leave that till next time. Uh, big topics. It's been <laughs> big topics indeed. Yeah, yeah, very broad. It's been uh, a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. I can't believe it's yeah. been over an hour. It's flew by. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, please come and follow these guys if you haven't done so already. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Come and follow the Total Screamers podcast. And Billy, the name of your shows is... Let's talk football as well. It's kind of been put on the back burner, but we've got exciting things coming next season, which will hopefully all go to plan. So if it goes how it's going in my head, then we've got massive things to come. Good stuff. If it goes well, it sounds like it will be massive thing because you think Villa are going to win the league next season. It's that massive. So I reckon it will be huge. Pedro Neto, top scorer next season at Villa. You know, uh, uh, boys, just been a wake pleasure. Me up for my dream. That's it, mate. You got a dream in football. You got a dream. Absolutely. Uh, boys, been a pleasure. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Please follow and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like this video. Uh, Simo, been a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Dan. I always like these. Good stuff. Jake, pleasure, mate. Pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me back. Mate, welcome anytime, man. Also, <laughs> Billy, also welcome anytime. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure as always. Really enjoyed it. Top stuff. Please come and follow everybody. Please like this video. Please come and follow uh, Same Old AFC on Twitter if you haven't done so already. We'll be back on, uh, I think we'll probably be back next week, actually, Monday and Tuesday. We're kind of getting to the end of the season now. I was like, should we do another <laughs> show? Or should we not? He's getting to the ones that, isn't he? When do we stop? When do we not keep going? So uh, until the season's going, if you guys keep coming back, then we will put on more content. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Take care and up the Arsenal. <laughs> Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.